So, yes, yes. So, so uh, after we knock him out and before we jam the locks, Lobos will, will uh, excuse herself apart from her comrades and uh, do this traitor in for the good of the movement with a quick <laughs> slit of the throat. And uh, nice. now the, this, this uh, former trap to, to keep him captive is now a, a perfect hiding spot for his body in that it's just as difficult for people to get in as it would have been for him to get out. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so roll an attack roll to determine, well, mm, let's what, not... What are the uh, coup de gras rules here? We kind of handle coup de gras in a little bit of a different way. So let's talk just real brief about it. Um, like we don't do negative hit points, for example. Um, so once you're unconscious, while you're unconscious, you can make an attack roll against somebody who's not, you know, incapacitated. In this case, uh, he's not at zero hit points, but he is incapacitated. And uh, when you do so, there is a chance to kill them outright. It's not a guaranteed success. You have to make a fortitude roll with a challenge equal to half of the damage dealt. So you roll damage, and then he has to roll a fortitude challenge equal to half of the damage that you deal. Okay. Does this count as a surprise or lethal attack? Yep, definitely. <laughs> uh, okay, then my understanding of the rules is that I do this. It's 21 total. 21. Well, that's not bad. Uh, well, anyway, 10. So if he rolls 10 or better, he survives. Uh, I rolled an 8. All right. Kill him. All right. We got I'll, a dead guy. I leave his traitorous corpse in there to uh, think about what it's done. <laughs> and, and she comes out of the room and goes, oh, got my phone. And then... <laughs> <laughs> There, there's one thing that we smooth that we sort of glossed over, which is that the locks aren't supposed to work anymore. But I guess well, that, that you know, I, well, no. I did that before we sealed the locks, right? I excused myself oh, yeah. while we were discussing the plan. Like, oh, oh, gotcha. <clears throat> just one moment, murder, murder, murder. Okay. All right, go ahead and lock the door. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, got it. Sounds good. Um, so you you murder the guy. So you guys are uh, off to the next. Uh, Next thing here. So, so now we put on the little uniforms that we had in a little montage of getting as his escort, and then we, we walk the, the new Lord Ambrosio onto the ship to mm. reach our destination. Cool, yeah, and we'll, we'll assume that you scheduled it as the, something that's real close to the departure to, max, to minimize, you know, risk and stuff like that. Sounds good. Okay, so, you, uh, so you, you're able to, to board the ship. Roll me a deception check. Uh, let's see, double, oh, no, 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 um, Rand has the mimic feat, and that actually bypasses the thing where he would normally have to roll, so basically, it's only going to trigger if you really arouse suspicion, mm -hmm. um, other than that, it's assumed that you are the identity of the person that you're mimicking. Gotcha. Okay, so let's, uh, let's get this show on the road. Are there any details that Vivian should be telling me as we get there? Or can we do this as like a, a piecemeal basis where where she'll whisper in my ear before, oh, this is a uh, common blah, blah, blah. But you were in the room with me when I was talking to him. I don't have any information you don't have. Oh, I thought you like took all the information in his brain and had like. No, I wasn't able to do that. I, oh, okay. I thought I was going to be able to do that. Then things got real awkward. Okay, great. All right, cool. <laughs> That's fine. Things things went south, as it were. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so you guys, okay, so you guys are so the Lord, the new Lord Abruzio uh, steps onto the uh, the scheduled airship taxi, which is uh, um, well, actually, it, it's not a taxi. Of course, he's wealthy enough that he owns his own vessel, 
you know, so, but, but it's a smaller, you know, taxi like airship and very, you know, much smaller than a, than a yacht that you're headed toward. And, uh, you know, the thing's in good shape. You, you can see as you sort of rise out, uh, above the city and sort of float up toward the yacht, um, fly up toward the yacht. You can see and hear the clankety clank of many other like airship taxis that are, you know, the public transportation that's broken down and, and, uh, you can see these just rust buckets that are just sort of like floating around the sky. Um, uh, the question is, is, uh, the you know, it says we're not staying the night. Yes. Okay. Um, it's, it's not, uh, it's not, it did not look like he was staying the night. It was just a, like an evening visit maybe for dinner. Okay. Or, uh, actually we'll say that it says that on the itinerary that it's for dinner. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, so that's fine. Cool. So anyway, you see these other, you know, the, the sort of cloud of other, uh, vessels and such as you guys slowly rise, uh, slowly, slowly out, you know, out of the smog, the choking smog that you all are immune to, but, uh, and the uninitiated would be vomiting because of the amount of smog, um, that is in the air. Mm. Uh, so eventually you, you make it up to the docking station on the airship and, you know, everything looks to be in order. Nobody really asks questions or anything like that. You know, so tell me how you guys want to handle this. You, uh, your cover is very good, and we're not going to assume there's pressure in that regard right now. Um, I feel like I'm going to walk the same way he was walking with purpose and like I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll need to ask for directions. I don't know how like vast or or um, or how complicated this ship is, but I think I'll just head right for the uh, the meeting place that... I know of in the book. Okay. That sounds good. And I assume my entourage will be around me. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to meet for dinner, so that's fine. Um, so I'm actually curious, are you all going to accompany and just sort of wait things out for dinner? Where I'm just curious where you're planning to like make your move or I'm just trying to understand your plan. I don't think we have one. <laughs> I think I think our plan stopped with get on the boat. Well, but yeah. I, I think we our plans res- resume when it's get off the boat, right? Like we we have a couple of get off the boat vague plans, contingencies. Right. But yeah, I I, I think our, okay. our plan between well, the two is just wacky shenanigans. Okay. Well, so let so let me let me let me uh, re, re you know reframe that. What I'm saying is, um, you do have the plans, the floor plan of the ship okay. that was given to you by um, by your patron, and um, you know. You're able to study. We'll assume that this is studied in advance. Uh, you're able to study where um, you would be dining compared to where it says that Niklaus, uh, uh, Nico uh, is the name of the child, I'm sorry. And uh, he is, you know, in this other section of the, of the ship. Um, so how you want to approach that is what I'm asking right now, because otherwise we can just go to the dinner thing. Well, maybe we should see if the kid is going to come to dinner. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, so let's do that then. So we will leave that to roll. So what do you guys want, high or low? Whether the child attends dinner high. or is too independent, high. I, I, yeah, yeah, high. I rolled a 20, so he's All there. Right. You want him to be at dinner, right? Yes. He's di- he's there with bells on. Yeah, he's there with bells on. Bells on his uh, personal <laughs> yeah. attendant. He, he's the least least rebellious and uh, least obstinate teenager. Uh, he, he's happy to be at dinner with his family. Excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, 
So uh, you guys, so you guys uh, sit down, and um, uh, Lord Paxson, uh, or sorry, not not Lord, not, that was a slip. Uh, Lord Blofeld uh, approaches you guys and uh, welcomes you. Uh, nothing, nothing so form, nothing so friendly as a hug or anything. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, extend, extends a hand for a sort of formal, a uh, nice firm handshake he gives your character. So tell me, uh, how have things been with the, uh, the movement? Um, what, what goes on down there exactly? The movement, uh, goes as, as it should. I, uh, oversee everything I need to and, uh, the cogs keep moving as we say. Hmm. Excellent. Very well. Well, I'm, uh, well, I'm thrilled to, uh, I'm thrilled to hear things are going well. I wonder if there's anything I might do to help, uh, move things forward. Yes. I don't... What? what? <laughs> yes. I mentally, psychically think to you, I, I suggest several plans, which, uh, would actually immediately benefit the movement rather than bullshit sabotaging them like he's been doing. Yeah, you have a whole manifesto <laughs> written already on your personal computer for yeah. this stuff. Yeah, yeah, my my my, my <laughs> thoughts sound start cognizant and 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 then get a little bit to the crazy and fervent place. But uh, you you pick up the first bits. <laughs> so 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 yes, I I think uh, I think you could do some to uh to help the uh, the revolution or the movement. Excuse me. So to to this point, have I been playing as a as like a guard with him, or is it possible that I'm there as like a female companion? Uh, that's up to you. You you, you have to choose that. Because I feel like I would want to like kind of at this point put my arm, uh, you know, kind of hook my arm into you into yours, Matt, and say, "Now come, let's let's save this conversation for after dinner." Uh, so you're that is Matt, yes, and not the not not Lord. Uh, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm trying to pretend that Matt and I, or Rand and I, are I'm like there yeah. as a female escort. Okay, cool. And a masseuse he goes to night school. <laughs> he um he doesn't seem to uh, to react to you you being there in that capacity. So it seems like it worked, you know. So he he just you know, doesn't pay attention or in fact, even like just sort of like looks away, allowing you a moment of privacy or something to speak between each other or whatever. Yes, of course. Of course, my dear, we should, uh, we should definitely save more serious tones for after the meal. Indeed. Well, certainly, uh, that's understandable, but, uh, but yeah, I, I was more thinking about what the movement, uh, well, yeah, of course you get the idea in any case. Um, so, uh, very well. Shall we? Uh, shall we? And, and sort of, he met you like in in some sort of intermediary room, um, you know. And so, shall we? Uh, shall we have dinner then? Yes, let us. All right. And you guys go in, and uh, you find a, a gorgeous spread uh, that's been laid out before you. A number of different uh, butlers and maids and that sort of thing uh, attending and uh, serving all of you. He uh, he continues to make small talk, given that you had re- specifically requested to sideline uh, talk of business. He doesn't really approach that, mm-hmm. um, so we can we can fast forward through this part if you want. Uh, what are you guys trying to do during dinner? Lobos and I are dressed as guards, so yep. we're obviously in the room, but a little bit. We're not right next to the table, right? Uh, yeah, Res- respectfully, properly distance away. While everyone is distracted. In eating and small talk, can I try to get the sickened bane onto the kid? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Roll, uh, roll uh, entropy to do that. All right, come on, entropy, work with me. Work we've been with doing, me. we've been doing so well. <laughs> Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. The uh, so the kids start. The kid. Um, my guess is that you would time it to look like food poisoning, right? Is that absolutely right? okay. yes? Yeah. All right. So um, so after a little bit like into dinner, um, you see the kid just he he just. Um, Nico just he covers his mouth really abruptly. Looks like he's about to like projectile vomit, but sort of tries to keep it in. And then you you literally see like you know vomit dripping from within from his from between his fingers um, as he he vomits all over his hand and then uh, onto the table um, as he's trying to keep it in. Dinner was obviously seafood, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I get bad puns. <laughs> I told the chef to make sure there was no mercury in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, Vivian not will look at gas. Give you short term, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Science, magic wave of hands. Um, in, in any case, uh, Lobos uses her uh, her potent bane to look stunned. <laughs> uh, okay, so where are we going with this? He, the kid's vomiting. Where are you headed with it next? Uh, he and and the, the of course the father like gets up and you I know, assume one of our guards who happens to be a trained psychic healer type should uh, us hustle him out of the room to help him in his condition of need. Yes, I I think I think I would suggest that. Oh, the, the poor boy is losing his dinner. Please um, help him. Please for pity's you sake. There. Yes. You there, whoever your name is. I'm too important to remember names. Exactly. Guard number two. Person in the red coat. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, okay. So so that is... Uh, okay. That's fine. This mahi-mahi is superb. Now, who, now, Vivian's the only one with healing, but are we, are we faking and pretending somebody else has healing? Is that what we're doing right now? Or more just like care. Like, you know, again, you don't necessarily have to heal that, but just, you know... Take them to the washroom, get them cleaned up, check on them, type of a thing. Right. Okay. I, I I think what would make the most sense would be if if uh, Rand, pretending to be Lord Abruzio, jumps up and offers that his guards, who are trained in in healthcare, mm-hmm. take the boy back to his room and apply some okay some some sort of healing or or medicines right. that they have about them. Right. So that's fine. Uh, so that that uh, you're able to convince him. Um, he's like, "Well, I I have my own people," and he kind of like uh, makes a show of 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 not wanting to put anyone out. Um, but uh, but in the end, acquiesces, and uh, as such, yeah, you're able to get the child away. So we can move forward with that. So uh, you guys take him into a side room, and uh, who again was it who's doing that? Uh, I think that was me and Lobo. Yep. Okay. All I right. think you both are going in there, yeah. Perfect. Cool. So the two, yeah. So the two of you remain, and then the other two are, are gone off camera with the child. So what do you guys do off camera uh, while you uh, you secreted the child away uh, or to a, you know, a, a side room or whatever? Uh, I have another Bane here called Stunned. How about that oh, one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we could both stun the crap out of him. I, I thought the idea was to brainwash him. So uh, did I miss some subtle detail as to why the, the member of us who has psychic magic powers didn't do this errand? <laughs> because we didn't make the plan, Scott. These are shenanigans. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I suggested that psychically to us when we were in the dinner room. 
right? <laughs> it's on the recording. You'll be editing this. It's, it, did I miss yeah. a detail where he was in another room? I mean, he's not disguised as the dude. That's our chameleon friend. And so, literally, Michael, the guy right over here to my left, the guy who is the one who's supposed to take him out, who I was like, maybe the one with psychic powers should take him out, did not. And instead, the two muscle nuts, whose job is only to beat this kid to death, like, were the ones who took him to comfort him. Is that literally what just happened? Well, well, yes. I, here's what? my. Well, I have. Maybe this is just. Maybe I'm giving these guys too much of the benefit of a doubt. But my thought was that the the uh, concubine, if that's what it is, or companion, wouldn't wouldn't be the one who would do like the dirty work of taking care of a child or something. That's what I thought happened. That, that's the way I took it. But too. I, so we'll we'll just make yeah. the bodyguards do the dirty work of beating him into submission. All right. Well, cool. Uh, I'm 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 pretty comfortable <laughs> with just stunning him into stopping vomiting. Well, and honestly, Scott, part of it was I felt like you hadn't really got to do a lot, and so I thought this would be something that you could do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. As 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 the bruiser, I assume my job is to sit there and smile until shit goes pairwise, and then I just rescue everyone from the pits of the fire. So that's what I've been waiting for. Basil, I think it's funny that you, probably the least compassionate of us, is the one that gets assigned to do this. Like that's just kind of a fun Mister Mom moment. All right. All right. All right. I like it. Okay. Okay. So. All right, so you guys have this this uh, you have this boy uh, Nico. He's uh, vomiting, and uh, actually, I need to roll for that. So, by secreting him away, you've got one round. So, one thing we haven't done is scope of Bane's and Boons. So, in Open Legend, because everything is so streamlined, the duration of things is also streamlined. And the way that works is um, essentially each round uh, you can take a chance to resist, and when you when you attempt to resist then you can shake off, and it's kind of a meta thing, right? Like, the, the the reason that the duration of the effect ends is not necessarily because you're actively resisting, but anyway, that's how the mechanics work. But, um, so his so he would be trying to stop vomiting, right? And so there's a chance that the, the effect will wear off. And the way it works is three times in a row, he can attempt it, and then after he fails the third time, then it becomes a much longer problem, longer range problem where he doesn't get it safe for another minute. Um, so here's so we're in the first round as you guys have secreted him like out of, you know, out of the main dining hall. I'd like to think that at, as soon as we get him out of the main dining hall, Lobos and I actually have that conversation. Wait, I, we're just going to hit this kid over the head. I thought the other chick was going <laughs> to hypnotize him. No, well, we had to do this instead. Oh, well, God damn it. Oh, so wait, 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 but that's through, you're saying through yes. the rings, though, yes, right? Yeah, In the meantime, yeah, okay, Lobos okay, is okay. leaning down like, there, there, child, and like awkwardly pats him from an arm's range so that I don't get any vomit on my nice blue uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it all so, out. Be yourself. So, so unfortunately, so there's a, so a resist roll is, is, a, is a simple d20, 10 or better, and, and you shake off the effect. Uh, I rolled a 12, so he's vomiting as you guys leave. And then he's able to regain his composure uh, sort of like as soon as you get out of the room. So um, the effect isn't, I mean, he's shaken, obviously. Uh, so in terms of story, yeah, we're still in the same place, but he's not vomiting right now. I, uh, Lobos will say, can we uh, escort you back to your room so you can get a fresh change of clothing? Um. So roll a, uh, so the kid is, he's been trained to, you know, not trust strangers as a member of the upper class. So I'm going to make you roll a, a, either a deception or persuasion uh, to, to, to do that, to get him to trust you enough to take you back to his room. All right. Uh, I assume presence would not be appropriate for this. 
Uh, presence is appropriate. Presence would be, so presence would represent the force of personality where you are actually the kind of person that someone would trust. So like a paladin has presence, mm. so they just exude force of personality that way. So yeah, you could use well, presence. I'm, I'm so trusting as, as a believer in humanity that, uh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, did I say I was trusting? I meant the other thing. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. Okay. So sort of, sort of like, on the, I mean, it is just a child, but it is sort of like on the border. And so that would be uh, be a failure that doesn't quite go the way you want it to. So in this case, what we'll say is, and I'm thinking right now, he, well, he sort of regards you with suspicion. And then he says, ah, uh, well, well, my dad always says, uh, you know, that uh, I should check with him before I, anybody, uh, you know, anybody's allowed to uh, into my room. So let me go. And he sort of he turns and starts to make his way back towards the dining hall. I'm going to hit him with incapacitate. All right. Wow. That's <laughs> roll. It. We've, we've gone from uh, subtle to not quickly. Good. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're just pulling out all the stops at this point. Everything's going pear Well, you guys are currently, you don't know, someone could walk down the hall at any moment, but you're in a kind of side alcove. So right. you're, you're currently like, this is like your, this could be your only window. So I don't, I don't think it's unreasonable, but go right. ahead. Hold on. Something exploded and it exploded again. What the, what the? Okay. You're never allowed to roll concealed again. This is the biggest stream of lies. <laughs> On my honor as Professor Crunch, I am not flubbing the, the, these this rolls. This better be a D4 <laughs> that's exploding, like a 25% chance twice. That's not... So, nope, this, they're D8s. Uh, D8s. I'm at a 32. <laughs> you just killed the that's kid. beautiful. He'll never regain consciousness again. His coma lasted for several years. <laughs> Here's a picture of him at prom. He's just like, unconscious. <laughs> He's just in the in a bed, strapped down to it. So it is it is strange that the same person had like really high rolls. But to be clear, to be clear on the math, uh, just so that people like. Because, I mean, it's a very fair question, and I, w I do want to talk about how the game actually works. Like, once you get to rolling 2d8 plus a d20, your average is, like, 22 or something like that. So, like, rolling a 32 is not really all that There's going to be a long you know, tail on that distribution, because you get, uh, yeah, what, two exactly. 1 in 8 chances of having something explode, plus a 1 in 20 chance of having something explode multiplied over, like, yep. probably out of 10 rolls, you're going to see an explosion twice, so... Yeah, right, right, right. So, so explosions happen quite a bit. Now, having them happen like that, like two or three times in a row, that's the rare part. That's the fun part. But that is the fun part, exactly. But uh, <laughs> so uh, you put him out, and uh, he's out cold. And what we'll do is um, normally the incapacitated bane, and we covered this a little bit before, uh, can be sort of resisted. They can sort of easily come back out of it. But we're gonna we'll say that it, it's potent to the effect to the extent that that's not. You know, a concern right now. He seems to be particularly sound asleep as you uh, knock him out. So I'm going to say that I hit him basically with uh, like a nerve pinch at a pressure point. <laughs> mm -hmm. And since we had studied the blueprints before, yeah. we know where his bedroom is. Yep. So we're going to take him there for some reason. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not following. We're going to take him there. I, we're going to get him a change of clothes. We're going to tuck him into bed. We're going to come back. We're going to finish dinner. And then uh, we're going to continue to pretend to be uh, the Lord Abruzio because we can probably do a lot more impact to the movement by pretending to be Lord Abruzio for the next two years than we can through this one <laughs> movement of saving the planet. I say we do it. Okay, okay. I, I realized my stupidity as soon as I started talking. Thank Poor you. Guy. 
Yeah. Uh, so you, fuck it. Let's just take him to the ship and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Good luck getting out Fair of dinner, point. guys. Have fun. We think over what the What we link. need to do now is we need to have Rand pretend to be the boy. So Rand needs to go to his room, put on his clothes, come back to dinner, say, I'm feeling okay, but I'm going to go to sleep. I'll see you guys tomorrow. So then we have the full night before anyone notices he's gone. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. Yes. We definitely escort the, the kid. We, 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 we strap, uh, you know, an, an arm over each shoulder and look like, uh, I mean, he's already got vomit on him. So we should be able to get him back to his quarters pretty easily while they're uh, ruining dinner. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, roll me a, um, let's see. You could either roll logic to guess the patrols from the floor plan or roll agility to be stealthy about getting back his body back to the ship without anybody in the meantime. There are a number of people on this ship passing you with, with the passed out body. Well, uh, I mean, we, we, we already have an excuse to take him back to his bedroom, right? Is that closer? Okay. Um, so, uh, so who is, who is the first one? Uh, who is point, uh, as you guys make your way towards his, uh, his room. Are, are you indicating yeah, me? I don't, I, don't, I don't know which direction you are. But, but one of these All right. Okay. So, so Caleb, roll me a perception check. <clears throat> oh, unless your perception's trash, in which case I could be point. I think we would. Uh, percept- my perception is a d20 plus a d10. I'm a rate Sweet. four. Which, when Caleb Almost rolls, it should be mine. at least 36. Almost as good as mine. <laughs> well, here, here we demonstrate the opposite side of the bell curve, because my perception is an eight. Eight. All right. Okay, so what happens is, you guys, uh, as you guys are headed, you're in a sort of antechamber before you make your way uh, to his room. And um, as you step into, you step into a room that has a sort of like, uh, the floor almost looks, um, it's marble, right? And it looks like a kind of like a checkerboard type, you know, uh, motif or something like that. There are these very large, like three, you know, three by three foot slabs of marble of alternating colors. And um, at first you think, oh, wow, this is nice. And then as you step on the floor and hear a click sound, you, <laughs> you, uh, you, <laughs> your foot just depresses and the uh, the tile that you're standing on as you're just sort of glancing around the room and you guys are in a hurry so it makes sense that this would happen to you and as you cl- as a click happens um simultaneous to it you hear uh the sound of you know those old school bells that that hit the hammer against the the large um <laughs> you hear that sound uh ringing throughout the ship throughout the sh- everywhere shit well it's <sighs> That's a good question. I don't even know. Is it or not? High or low? I'm not sure. DM's been rolling great. I say hi again. All right. Uh, oh, it's a five. Uh, it is. It's throughout the ship as um, the uh, you hear the alarm kind of go off, sort of red alert or whatever. Roll me a. Uh, does anybody have anything like engineering that would be either logic or learning? Um, either of the two of you who are in the room. Uh, I have a little bit of logic. Three. No, I mean, a I have learning. a little bit of learning. What do you have? Okay. I have a. Uh, my learning is only a score one, so a D twenty yeah, and D four. All learning. I can learn. Yeah. Good. Duh. Sure. Lobos jumps into action, exploding her D eight, exploding her D eight nice. again. There you go. <laughs> uh, which well, is good because cheating now. Yeah. Well, guess we're all in the same boat. <laughs> that was uh yeah yeah really exciting. Seven seven and fourteen. Eight and eight is sixteen. Uh, those two together are. T- 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 30. 30 even Boom. nice 
Okay, so um, it doesn't. Uh, so okay, on a thirty. All right, what we're gonna do? We can uh, take over the ship. Yeah. Well, what we're gonna do on a thirty? So the the role is actually to understand what just happened. Mm-hmm. But what we'll do, because it was such an exceptional success, we'll take it a little bit further. Um, what you realize is, um, you remember uh, with a D eight, you're you're fairly learned, you're, you know, and you're sort of a bookish type, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've done your fair of studies, and you remember reading about seeing the schematics for like this kind of a a trap. It's not really a trap, right? But it's a it's an alarm setup, and essentially what it is is these are pressure plates, and the pressure plates themselves. This is like a, this was in a magazine, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a big achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, the pressure pr- plates are calibrated to a, a limited number of exact weights. And if your weight is exactly like within a tenth of a pound, the weight uh, that, that, is, um, that is sort of programmed into it, mm-hmm. then it won't go off. So essentially there is a limited, there are a limited number of people who can walk over this floor without triggering this. And they're actually pre-calibrated and programmed into the thing itself. It's all mechanical. It's not computer, but, uh, but but so each line of tiles is is calibrated exactly for like like the kid has this line of tiles. His dad has this line yeah, of tiles. Exactly. Yeah, and unfortunately, the likelihood of you being within a tenth of a pound of anyone is very low. But because of the thirty, what I'm going to say is it it doesn't change the panics the the sort of panic situation that happened. But you actually are able to sort of understand how to reset it. And so you're able to stop the alarm from going off further, but it doesn't change the fact, of course, the, that, you the, know, the whole, the alarm went off throughout the, the whole The alarm ship, went but... off and then stopped. And now everyone's like, well, what's wrong with the alarm? Rather than the alarm went off and yeah. continued to go off and, and okay. Exactly. All right. All right. <clears throat> when the alarm goes off, that's going to be when I pretend to be startled and spill soup into Rand's pants. <laughs> oh, very <laughs> nice. good. Very good. Oh, oh, jeez. That was hot. <laughs> we need to leave the room right now, the two of us. That was way too hot. <laughs> that might be the best role playing huh? ever. ever in the history of the RPG Academy. <laughs> I want to say it. thanks, but I feel like that's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> so we're just going to let it. You know, I love it. It's more of an overhanded compliment. Wow. There it is. Oh, I am so sorry. Here, let me help you clean that up, and I'll, I'll look to our guest. Is there a washroom or basin nearby I could take him to? And uh, what actually happens is it helps you, the alarm, because the, the, the panic as, every, as all these guards are sort of, like, coming in to check and, like, make sure, like, is everything okay? Where should we look? You know, they're, like, asking, and he's, like, he's, he's managing these people, and then you come in with this question, and he's, like, yeah, just down the hall on the left, just, you know. And he just basically doesn't even notice you for the moment as Great. he dismisses you. Great. Perfect. So All we right. escape down the we we both go down the hall or, or are you staying in the room? No, we'll both go for a minute. Okay. I'll go back to the room to sit back down. You need to come back as the kid. Right. And then you need to switch out again and come back as Right. The, yeah. Okay. So you're just gonna so, pop your head in as the kid since you don't have the kid's pants? Or can you change your own pants? Up until this point we've been getting you clothes, so 
Well, that's why I was sending him to the room to get the kids clothes. Yeah, but like we we found out we, we can't go into his room. We could just take advantage of all the chaos and just run. That's true. <laughs> but again, we just set off an alarm. If we run, they might notice that. <laughs> like, the, mm. hey, there's an alarm. Yeah. Those people are running. I like the idea of literally just sticking your head, like like opening the door a crack and having your face and voice be there and being like, hey, dad, I'm safe and sound. No need to worry about me for the alarm. Okay, thanks. Bye. Close the door and then mm. we run. Do it. Yeah, I, th- I I think I'll do that. I'll just change. Can I can I change portions of my body, or do I have to change the whole body? Just just your uh, your your level of. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we have this officially as a rule in the books, but the number of feats that you have pertaining to controlling your form is is very high. So we'll say that you can definitely change parts of your body. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to walk to a different door because I assume there's more doors than one mm-hmm. in this feasting hall, or is that wrong? Yeah, yeah. There's entrance. There's actually north, south, east, west. Okay, great. So, so I'm gonna literally... go. I'm gonna go to the entrance where he left from, where the kid and the guards left from. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change my my body to be the kid, but I'm gonna keep my clothes of the yeah. Lord Ambrosio, and I'm gonna reach my my head in. And this is assuming there's no like rough collar that I'd have to remove. But anyway, no, no, you're fine. <laughs> okay, fine. great. I'm gonna reach my. He's just wearing a V-neck T-shirt. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna reach my head in and say. Oh, dad, that, uh, I, you know, I triggered that alarm. I'm sorry. I, I was stumbled to my room. Because I was I, so sick. I stepped on, yeah. Yeah, I stepped on it. And it was sorry. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go to bed. I don't feel like looking at food anymore. I, uh, my <laughs> stomach is really, <laughs> oh. well, oh, I'm really sorry to, uh. Really, really sorry about the food, son. I, I will uh, certainly make sure that whoever in the kitchen is responsible is uh, properly dealt with. Um, I really want to make you roll, but it's such a good, it's a really good line. So I'm not going to. Thank you. Um, the, because that, that was that was excellent. Uh, uh, I, I, I really, really wanted to make you roll there. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's good. So you, uh, so he believes you. Okay. And uh, you, you close the door and. Uh, Great. Your face weirdly melds back into. (laughs) (laughs) And then I walk around the hall again, actually take care of my pants situation now. Okay. And uh, (laughs) then I uh, walk back in the room. Well, these pants are ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, dear. It looks like you barely even watched them. (laughs) Perhaps we should call things a night and and get you home. (laughs) Felicity, my dear, if you weren't so beautiful, I would have a mind to leave you on this ship myself. (laughs) Trust me, dear, I can can make that up to you. (laughs) Oh, excellent. Okay. Well, I didn't expect you guys to uh, conquer this challenge without any shots fired. Uh, well, then, well, well, please, please, say yeah. it when we turn Let's, the mics off. Don't second guess our ability to fuck everything. Please, we'll get there. We, we uh, you know, the uncanny player capability of, of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory when everything looks assured, right? When when we're slowly <laughs> fading off into the sunset, there there will still be one one last hole. Yeah, we still have to get to a portal, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you do, you do have to. But um, roll me. We're gonna get. I'm gonna give one chance, one last chance for me to screw you guys over. Roll deception for the course of conversation through the evening. Yes. Whether or not 
it uh, raises any red flags from the good Lord Blofeld. Um, rather than dialogue it all out, we'll we'll leave it to a roll. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find deception. So deception. Oh, okay, so 1d6. I mean, sorry, 2d6 and, you, and a d20. Yeah, and then I think you might have... Mimic might give you... Oh, you have skill specialization deception. That's what I was trying to remember. So you, you have advantage two on all non-combat roles pertaining to deception. So that means... So I've, that applies... Yeah. So I roll so another d Sorry, go ahead. You rolled. Oh, go ahead. What? So you're. This is a deception roll. Right. Your deception is five. You would have two d six, mm-hmm. but you instead roll four d six and keep the highest two. Oh, oh. Well, isn't that fancy? Okay. Excuse me for one moment while I get more d six. <laughs> I was not expecting. <laughs> I was not expecting company. <laughs> so fine. Everything's fine. Wasn't expecting the winds of favor. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, this is gonna be a lot of math. You just have to keep the highest two. That's the fun part. That's I like this part about the mechanic, which is that you you don't have to sum all the dice when you're because there are situations where you might be like six d eight, right? But you just have to look for the two highest that are the right. Keepers. Okay, so one one d six one d six exploded, the other two okay. were not so good. Okay. Uh, exploded again, and <laughs> did not. So that's a two sixes and a great. three is. Uh, blah, 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 15, 15 plus that's 20 plus 16 is 36 <laughs> i'm really glad you know we had this talk about you guys lying about your dice rolls on on the on the, the recording just to make my game look like a lot of fun i mean i think that we really did a good job working that out <laughs> 30 36 yeah all right he definitely does not suspect anything. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I can't. I can't think of anything uh, uh, extraordinary um, <laughs> that you would learn from being so deceptive. But yeah. we'll we'll move on. Okay. You, you are not at all. Okay. You're not at all suspected. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google+, 
at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>